<laughs> like my third try. <laughs> Many of us might say that our values or our attitudes toward life, work, family, have been formed by our fathers and our mothers and grandparents. I've heard it said the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, which usually means that we learn good things at home and sometimes not so good things from our family. My dad was a meat cutter. Kind of funny that Pam Langley said this last week, too. But my dad managed a small grocery store's meat department in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, kind of like the Piggly Wiggly. My dad loved food. He grew up in a family of 11 kids, and he told stories about fighting over the gristle after all the meat had been cut away. Um, my brother Mark and I would go with Dad to work sometimes. He showed us how to put the little pad in the, in the tray that the hamburger would go in. And we watched him cut up a side of beef, fill the display case. He loved his job and his customers. He was always happy when he could supply them with more than they expected. He'd go to work um, on days off and help unload the semi-trailer and uh, accidentally drop a watermelon so he could bring one home to us and we'd share it with all the kids in the neighborhood and they could all have a slice. Um, my dad took us fishing in the evenings. I learned how to catch fish with a bobber and a popper. He taught me how to fillet a bluegill, how to sharpen a knife. We went to church every Sunday. My mom would get us boys ready as my dad was in the car out in the driveway, park, uh, beeping the horn. Um, uh, we gave to the church every Sunday. Um, I learned the example of sacrificing for God and for the church through my, through my dad. Dad came from a first-generation Italian family. His parents spoke Italian, and the kids were supposed to learn English. I think for that reason, my dad didn't learn a deep uh, expressive language. Uh, he didn't talk about his feelings much. He'd blow up and, and yell at us at times, uh, and we didn't know why. And I just think he didn't know how to express what was going on with him. Um, but he was tough. He was a boxer in the Navy. He was reactionary, quick-tempered. Some of the things I wish I hadn't learned from my dad. So as I continue on this Father's Day and thinking about how the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, it reminds me of the Garden of Eden and how far we have fallen from the tree of life God provided for Adam and Eve. How far we have fallen from God's intention for us. In Jesus' ministry, he called God Abba, Father. This was a revolutionary idea to the Hebrews, and particularly the Pharisees, who called God Jehovah. They were in the mindset of pleasing God through the things that they did, sacrifice, all these rituals that they worked at, earning their way to heaven, not a loving, fatherly relationship. With God being the Father... And forgive me, women, we are all the sons. And in many ways, we are all the prodigal son. Through the sin of Adam and Eve, 
So let me say that again. Through the sin of Adam and Eve, we have all departed from the Father. I'm drawn to Max Lucado's explanation of the prodigal son. The young man leaving his father, spending his money foolishly, as many of us have, uh, living in a pigsty with pigs. Now this earth was cursed once Adam and Eve deceived God or tried to deceive him. In Genesis 3.17, it's written, Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. When Adam and Eve fell from grace, God wouldn't let imperfect people rule over a perfect world. So the whole world was cursed. It's like a pigsty compared to the beauty and wonder and eternity of heaven. So we live in the sty of a world. We buy a sty. We might build a sty. We remodel it, get new furnishings, fresh coat of paint. We call True Green to fix the lawn. And when we leave this sty, God will rush to us to lavish us with his love, his goodness, his robe of righteousness, his royalty. Putting a ring on our fingers. We can live in this short life for something much greater, a life of eternity in paradise. Here in the new earth, a perfect world with a perfect ruler. Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ. So this morning, I'd like to discuss two tips of fatherly advice from our Father in heaven that he has for us in his word. And I always bring my Bible with me. Gives me courage. Um, And hopefully we can instill these things in ourselves and pass it on to our children, the love and welfare and hope that God has for us. I read this book a lot. Some nights I don't read very many verses, but it all boils down, and you read this in the Bible, God is love. Jesus showed us that God wants a love relationship with us as a father and son, love and respect each other. If you've never thought of this before, doesn't that change things? Our relationship with with God, doesn't that bring a closeness? Doesn't that cry out for that relationship? Doesn't that cry out for a connection of family, trust, safety, and love? I said last time when I spoke in front of you that I've been searching for joy in my service to God. I found out my relationship with him shouldn't be a service or a task, but out of love for Yahweh, our living God, I find joy in what results from that relationship. The Apostle John was all about love. He tells us in 1 John 4.18, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment, 
And the one who fears is not perfected in love. How do we become perfected in love? It's pretty simple. He talks in, in 1 John 4, 12-13. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Just love each other. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he gives us his Holy Spirit. You are a child of God and God loves you as each of you loves your own children. As a father, you know that each of your children are unique and offer a special way of knowing and special talents. So it is with you, child of God. Each of you have a unique way to know and love God and to glorify him for his kingdom. John called himself the the disciple who Jesus loved. He was the one disciple who felt the intense love that Jesus had for him, and he recognized it and called it out in the Bible. But Jesus also has that same intense love for each of us. He made us all unique individuals. He loves us all, and we are each his favorite. The Apostle Paul tells us that love is the power and motivation for all that we do for God. In Corinthians 13, we hear these verses that are spoken many times at weddings, but I'm not going to read the whole things, but what what, uh, Paul said about these. He says that without love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I do not have love, I am nothing. And if I do not have love, it profits me nothing. And Jesus, in the verse we read from John today together, he says that without him, we can do nothing. But he might as well have said, without love, we can do nothing. So the first thing today you can put in your heart, and once it's in our heart, we can share it with someone else, is that God is love. And by showing love to others, family, strangers, as well, we are born of God. We're born again, and we know God. Now, truthfully, my parents called my room a pigsty many times growing up. And when I was leaving home for college, my dad pulled me aside, and he said to me, here's the key to our house. If everything falls apart for you and you don't know where to turn, you can always come home. Day or night, we're here for you. That is fatherly love. God's given us the keys to his kingdom. Day or night, you can come to him. The next and last point I'd like to bring up is God's grace. He lavishes us with his grace, and we need to extend that grace to others. Grace Lutheran Church, 
Our mission statement is know God's grace and make it known. If you don't know what grace is, it's God's riches at Christ's expense. We goof up, we fall short, and we can beat ourselves over the heads for it. But that's not God's will for us. His desire is for us to keep seeking him. We can say we're sorry, we fall short, and he knows that. We're dust, but keep seeking. Paul writes in Romans 5.8, God's demonstrated his own love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Sin once, and I'm a sinner. Yet I am saved, but not just me. That is for all of us. In Revelation 7, 9, we are reminded that after these things I look and behold a great multitude which no one could count from every nation, all tribes, all people, and tongues standing before the throne in heaven, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. Every tongue and tribe will be in heaven, not according to society's standards, but God's standards. We shouldn't forget that God has shown us mercy, and yet we are still sinners. We should be merciful to all others, fortunate and less fortunate, of different social status, different language, colors, beliefs than us. Model that for your children. To know God's grace and make it known. Jesus saved us when we did not deserve it. If you want to extend that grace to others, in your family, your coworkers, and you don't know how or you're afraid to, Diane Nichols said it very well. Pray for God's Holy Spirit for those changes in you and changes in your family. If there's anything in me that's good, it's because I've asked for God's guidance and the Holy Spirit's help to change, to be transformed into his image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit, from 2 Corinthians 3.18. Hang on to God's grace. He gave his son so we could be saved. Don't ignore that gift. Don't waste it. Hebrews 10.9 is a great warning. Pray, read the Bible, and act when someone is needy before you. Ten years ago, I surrendered my heart to Jesus, and for ten years, I've asked the Holy Spirit to change and embolden me, and I will keep on asking until the day he comes running to me. with a robe and a ring and invites me to his wedding feast. Learn about grace and share that with your children. We are all the prodigal son. God is love. And know God's grace and make it known. Some advice from the Bible and your heavenly father. And I pray that I brought honor and glory to you, my king. 
And now we please stand and we'll strengthen and renew what we believe according to the Apostles' Creed.